On this staff edition of the ASC podcast with John Gailey, we discuss the requirements for pharmaceutical management in the Ambulatory Surgery Center and recent survey experiences related to pharmacy. Welcome to the ASC Podcast with John Gailey, the longest-running podcast specifically focused on the freestanding ambulatory surgery industry. We would like to thank our sponsors, Surgical Information Systems, providing cutting-edge information solutions for surgery providers, Trivalence. Trivalence offers a comprehensive next-generation ASC solution that optimizes payment and supply chain performance, enabling actionable data insights, and Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies the nation's leading regulatory and accreditation compliance resource for ambulatory surgery centers. For more information about our sponsors, please visit our website at ASCPodcast.com. Welcome to episode 176 of the staff edition of the ASC podcast with John Gailey for November 18th, 2022, recording from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. This is Sue Cronkite, chief researcher for the ASC podcast with John Gailey and senior nurse consultant for ambulatory healthcare strategies. The ASC regulatory environment is extremely dynamic and the material provided in this episode is based on information available as of the date of the recording. Joining me is John Gailey, the owner of Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies. He is recognized as one of the nation's leading experts in the ambulatory surgery industry. Mr. Gailey is the author of over 10 books on the ASC industry and a frequent industry speaker on regulatory accreditation and finance issues. So this is a special edition for staff in ambulatory surgery centers where we discuss a particular topic that is important in the ASC setting, particularly for staff members. And on this episode, we talk about pharmacy. So in this episode, we talk about pharmacy, which from a regulatory and safety standpoint is one of the most important areas that you'll be dealing with. And is also an important area for during a survey and an area where there often is a, a number of citations. Mm-hmm. If you would like a more in-depth discussion about pharmacy, uh, you can listen to episode 175, which includes an interview with Victor Alves, a pharmacy consultant. Please note that if you're an aspiring leader in the ambulatory surgery industry and would or would like to become a nurse manager or an administrator, you might want to consider listening to the ASC podcast with John Gailey. And our past episodes are a great resource to learn more about the regulatory environment and to keep up with the latest news in the industry. So in this episode, we talk about pharmaceutical services. And it's always important to go back to the conditions for coverage and the interpreted guidelines. The conditions for coverage are the Medicare regulations in an ambulatory surgery center, and the interpreted guidelines provide guidance to surveyors when they assess your organization's compliance with the conditions for coverage. So the applicable condition for coverage uh, for pharmaceutical services is 416.48. Which says, the ASC must provide drugs and biologicals in a safe and effective manner in accordance with accepted professional practice and under the direction of an individual designated responsible for pharmaceutical services. 
So 416.48a is the standard related to the administration of drugs. And this states that drugs must be prepared and administered according to established policies and acceptable standards of practice. So in order to meet this condition for coverage and standard, the ASC must have policies and procedures designed to promote medication administration consistent with the acceptable standards of practice. And the policies and procedures should address issues including but not limited to a physician or other qualified member of the medical staff acting within their scope of practice must issue an order for all drugs or biologicals administered in the ASC. The administration of drugs or biologicals must be by or under the supervision of nursing or other personnel in accordance with applicable laws, standards of practice, and the ASC's policies. And it goes on to state that your policies must indicate that you follow the manufacturer's label, including storing drugs and biologicals as directed by the manufacturer's instructions and disposing of expired medications in a timely manner, using single-dose vials of medication for one ASC patient only, etc. And you should be avoiding preparation of the medications too far in advance of their use. For example, while it may appear efficient to pre-draw the evening before all medications that will be used for surgery scheduled the following day, this practice may, depending upon the particular drug or biological, promote a loss of integrity, stability, or security of the medication. And any pre-filled syringes must be initialed by the person who draws it, dated and timed to indicate when they were drawn, and labeled as to both content and expiration date. And of course, your policy should indicate that you're employing standard infection control practices when using injectable medications. And there must be records of receipt and disposition of all drugs listed in schedules 2, 3, 4, and 5 if the ASC uses any scheduled drugs. The ASC's policies and procedures should also address the following. Accountability procedures to ensure control of the distribution, use, and disposition of all scheduled drugs. Records of the receipt and disposition of all scheduled drugs must be current and must be accurate. And records to trace the movement of scheduled drugs throughout the ASC. So let's talk about what a surveyor would look at during a survey. They're going to look to see if there's evidence in the medical records that they review that there is an order signed by a physician or other qualified practitioner for every drug or biological administered to the patient. This is one of those areas where not infrequently we might find a missing order in the medical records. So be very careful to make sure before you finish the procedure that the physician is signed off on all orders and that all orders are in place for anything that was administered during the procedure. And are drugs or biologicals administered only by nurses or other qualified individuals or under the supervision of nurses or other qualified individuals as permitted under federal or state law and the ASC's policy? So it is important here to make sure that you understand the scope of practice for all the practitioners that you have in your organization. Generally, though, it is only a nurse that should be administering these drugs and biologicals. And they will determine whether medications are properly labeled, stored, and if they have not expired. So on a regular basis, someone in your organization, a nurse or or another licensed practitioner should be looking at all of the drugs to make sure that the expiration dates are in the future. And a a suggestion here would be to uh, purchase labels that say expiring soon and attach those to drugs that you find are going to expire within the next month. Also, when you're storing drugs, make sure that the drugs are well-labeled, that they're well-separated, especially when it comes to look-alike, sound-alike drugs or confused drug names. You don't want to put drugs next to each other that have similar names or similar labels or similar packaging. Mm -hmm. 
Another thing you need to do is need to make sure that uh, the drugs are stored appropriately. Now, a frequent problem that I find when I'm doing a survey is that when I walk into the operating room or procedure room, I'll see drugs uh, that have been pre-drawn left on the anesthesia cart or the anesthesia cart won't be locked. It is extremely important to understand that that anesthesia cart needs to be locked at all times if there's any drugs in there. And that is one of those areas that I almost always find Mm -hmm. during a survey, the drug cart left unlocked. Another problem that we've been seeing recently is propofol being left out uh, or in cabinets in the procedure or operating room that have not been secured. Again, remember, you've got individuals that are walking around in the procedure room and operating room and other parts of the surgery Mm -hmm. center that should not have access to these drugs. So at all times, these drugs need to be secured against unauthorized use. And diversion, I think, is just becoming more and more of an issue. And we've talked about this on another podcast, but we've seen an instance where an employee had access to the propofol and almost overdosed. They, they, it was a really sad situation, and you just never know. So you want to make sure you're keeping those Um, safely stored. And we do know also from experience that uh, anesthesiologists and nurses unfortunately tend to abuse drugs at a higher rate than the general public. So again, take this seriously and make sure that uh, the drugs are properly secured. 416.48a, the standard for administration of drugs, goes on to state that adverse reactions must be reported to the physician responsible for the patient and must be documented in the record. And the interpretive guidelines for that, every adverse reaction to a drug or biological that a patient experiences while in the ASC must be reported promptly to the physician on the ASC's medical staff who is responsible for that patient. This permits that physician to assess the patient in a timely manner and determine whether additional treatment is required in order to counteract the adverse reaction. And all adverse drug reactions experienced by patients while in the ASC must be documented in the patient's medical record. And the ASC's policies and procedures must incorporate these requirements and ASC staff must be aware of and comply with them. That's very important, making sure that you not only have it in your policy, but that everybody's educated on what that policy is. So as a staff member, make sure that you read the policies and procedures on a regular basis and that you have annual training on how to handle uh, drugs and biologicals. So what is a surveyor going to look for? Well, according to the survey procedures in the interpretive guidelines, this is what they will do. They're going to interview clinical staff to ask them what steps they would take if a patient experiences an adverse reaction to a drug. They're going to ask if the staff is aware of the requirement to promptly report this information to the physician on the ASC's medical staff who is responsible for the patient. They're going to look for documentation of adverse drug reactions in the sample of records that they review. And if no adverse drug reactions are noted, they're going to ask ASC staff whether they recall any patients having adverse drug reactions. And if so, whether they could pull a medical record containing documentation of an adverse drug reaction. And lastly, they're going to determine whether the ASC's policies and procedures address adverse drug reactions and are consistent with the regulatory requirements. I guess one 
takeaway from this, Sue, is the importance of making sure you're on top of policies and procedures, mm -hmm. that you listen to uh, and are uh, you document on an annual basis your education in the pharmacy area, and be prepared for a surveyor to ask you these questions. Mm -hmm. These uh, these notes that I've given with regard to survey procedures are right from the interpretive guidelines, and mm -hmm. those are the instructions that we are given. I'm a surveyor with AAAC. Those are the instructions that I'm given as to what I should be asking when I am surveying the pharmacy area. I know. I think this is great because people get so nervous about surveys, but it's all spelled out right there for you. So if you go through sections at a time and you can figure out if you have the answers to these things. And if not, then you know you have to do some further education. And by the way, uh, in the show notes for this episode, you'll be able to see the interpretive guidelines as well as the regulations. So if you want to read these yourself, feel free to do that. And the last section is the is 416.48a, which is a standard for the administration of drugs. And this states that orders given orally for drugs and biologicals must be followed by a written order and signed by the prescribing physician. And the interpretive guidelines, orders for drugs and biologicals that are transmitted as oral spoken communications between the prescribing physician and the ASC's nursing staff delivered either face-to-face -face or via telephone, commonly called verbal orders, must be followed by a written order that is signed by the prescribing physician. CMS expects ASC policies and procedures for verbal orders to include a readback and verification process whereby the nurse receiving the order repeats it back to the prescribing physician who verifies that it is correct. When administering a drug or biological per a verbal order, the nurse should include in the medical record entry covering the administration of the drug or biological a note that it was prescribed orally indicating the name of the prescribing physician. And the prescribing physician must sign, date, and time the written order in the patient's medical record confirming the verbal order. And this should be done as soon as possible after the verbal order is issued. In the ASC setting, medications prescribed for patients in the recovery area present a particular area of vulnerability in terms of the potential failure to follow up a verbal order with a written order signed by the prescribing physician. So careful attention must be given to compliance with the regulatory requirement for medications administered during the patient's recovery. <clears throat> so the survey procedures for this particular area, in other words, what the surveyors are going to ask during a survey is they're going to ask ASC nursing staff how they handle verbal orders. Does their practice conform to the regulatory requirements and are they following the policies and procedures that the organization has established? And those policies and procedures should include a readback and verify process. And remember, even if it isn't in the regulations. If you've got something in your policy, you're held to that standard and, and you do have to make sure you're following it or change the policy. And lastly, the surveyors will look at the medical records that they're reviewing to see that each verbal order was followed up by a written order signed by the prescribing physician. So we hope this provides a good overview of the pharmacy regulations and requirements. Again, if you want a more in-depth discussion of the pharmacy area, feel free to listen to episode 175 of the ASC podcast with John Gailey, which includes an interview with a pharmacy consultant. It's been a long day and the surveyor's just left and you are exhausted and looking at the list of items that you have to address. You wonder, how can I deal with this and still take care of my patients? More importantly, you wonder, how can I ever keep up with all of the regulations, standards, and accreditation requirements? How can I always be prepared for a survey and reduce my stress levels? 
Well, that's what Ambitory Healthcare Strategies does, day in, day out. We become your outsourced regulatory and accreditation resource. We can maintain your policy manual, develop your education programs, help out with fire and disaster drills, do your risk assessments, oversee your quality improvement activities, help run your quality improvement meetings and governing body meetings, and we can even prepare your monthly or quarterly financial statements and help you figure out where you are financially. We are a retainer-based service. We don't take ownership. We don't charge based on your revenue. We have one fixed monthly fee, and we can tailor your services to your exact needs. So whether you're looking for help getting over a survey, preparing for a survey, or looking for a long-term relationship to assist you with your ongoing regulatory and or financial needs, please give us a call at 585-594-1167 or email us at info at ahstrategies.com. That is info at ah-strategies.com or visit our website at ah-strategies.com. This episode of the ASC Podcast with John Gailey is sponsored by Surgical Information Systems, Trivalence, and Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies. Surgical Information Systems provides cutting-edge information solutions for surgery providers. Trivalence offers a comprehensive next-generation ASC solution that optimizes payment and supply chain performance, enabling actionable insights. Ambulatory Healthcare Strategies is the nation's leading regulatory and accreditation compliance resource for ambulatory surgery centers. For more information about our sponsors, visit our website at ASCPodcast.com. This podcast is an educational and operational tool and is not intended to be a comprehensive resource for all rules, regulations, and standards that an ambulatory surgery center must meet. The advice provided should not be considered as, nor does it constitute, legal advice or opinion. When reviewing specific situations involving legal and regulatory issues, attorneys and other professionals should be consulted. This has been a production of Eden Group Development. All rights are reserved. If you are interested in advertising or sponsoring the ASC Podcast with John Gailey, please email us at info at ASCPodcast.com. We would love to hear your questions and comments. Please email us at comments at ASCPodcast.com.